Hello fellow Huggies, good morning or good afternoon or even good evening from wherever you're logging on from. We are White Help, we host the London Hug and we're the largest and that's the way that we want to stay. If you could pop into the chat where you're from so we can see how far and wide we're reaching, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Give me a thumbs up, give me a smiley face or give me a heart. Too soon? I know, because you don't know me to be fair. But my name is Tamara Downer. I've been working at White Hat for roughly a year and it's been fantastic. And I've never experienced a physical hug, but apparently there's usually like 300 to 400 people. So if you could let me know in the chat if you can hear me, if you need me to turn it up or if you need me to turn it down, that would be absolutely amazing. I've seen some interesting comments um, of if you could do all about social, uh, social media or search engines. For myself, I couldn't deal without search engines. Social media, I can leave that. Google is like my best friend. Actually, my best friend might be watching, so Google is like my second best friend if they don't know. And as for teleportation or so, uh, reading minds, it would be good to be able to read your minds at the moment. But for me, it's teleportation. It's good for the environment, as long as we're not exuding fumes or something. And it will save road rage or commuter rage. And, yeah, save us time and money. Sometimes we just want to click and just be there. But I'm going to get on and share with you who we are and what we do, and then I'll give you what you came for, which is your SEO audit hug. So if you just bear with me a minute, I'm going to share my screen with you. Oh, technology, when it wants to. Right, let's do this. Okay, so obviously you know that we're the London Hug because that's why you're here. So the agenda will be intro. I've obviously introduced myself. We'll go through a slight bit of housekeeping. It's boring, but we have to do it. Then there'll be the SEO audit presentation, and then we will have a Q&A afterwards. So who are we? White Hat is an inbound marketing agency. Our mainstay for is B2B clients, but we do have B2C and we have some charities and also educational clients, but we mainly deal with um, B2B. We specialize in SEO, which is particularly helpful, seeing as we're obviously giving a talk today, but we're also SEO HubSpot specialists. So we, we make sure that the right visitor is visiting your site so you can tie it all together and really get, a, get value for your money, so you know, for your um, ROI. Um, we have a growing team who are passionate and bonkers, clear evidence of that I am one of those. We're not just located in the UK, but also Ireland, Germany and Argentina. We work with some fantastic, um, we have some fantastic partnerships. We work with other agencies that deliver like, the best in just absolutely everything, whether it be marketing campaigns, whether it be sales, website, all of it. Oh, HubSpot certified. Well, we do have a lot. I don't have them all personally. That would be just too much. But we are actually HubSpot certified and it's absolutely fantastic. And our whole thing as a company um, as and as individuals, we want to learn more. We want to give you more. We want to just be the best that we can be. And we are platinum partner status with HubSpot. We've been with them for about six years, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, obviously, the team. Um, and it's been a, a rapid growth just as HubSpot themselves. That's been absolutely amazing. And we really resonate with their growth and being the best version of yourselves. And we kind of put that into all the work that we do. So what do we do? Well, SEO audit and HubSpot audit. We do the boring bits so you don't have to. 
it's not just a click you don't just plug in and we go yep this is what's wrong you know we really take our time to analyze and um, recommendations with top tips with quick wins and it takes us about a week to turn everything around and come back to you with something that's solid that you can use but i know that we'll go into this through the hug um inbound marketing something that we abide by it's it's the best way to grow your business and it's really effective it's the who the what the why the where and even the when you know it's not random acts of marketing it's directed at getting the correct client or customer for yourself so it saves time saves money and it's just a better way it feels better to do and then we also do website design which is something that is very um, dear to me growth driven design it's a way it's a process that can be used in all areas of your business not just for website design but it's it works on the the practicalities of imp continual improvement and being designed for your customer so you're getting direct results rather than just again random acts of marketing and also with a website it's like the it can be the face or like a business card of your um of your business and it's not just a static thing it's actually a usable viable element that can be interwoven in the whole of your company and used by all so what's the hug? I know that we have some new people on here, so I just want to go over it. I won't spend too much time. It's HubSpot user group. There's 150 groups in 35 countries, which is pretty amazing. We are one of the largest hugs. As I said, we want to remain that way, and we have amazing members. And I call you huggies personally, but members might be better for some. And we recruit creme de la creme speakers, as always, because we want to inspire and we want to educate and we want to build because that's what we love and that's what we do and it is all for you a little bit of housekeeping said it was a bit boring but you've been using the chat was absolutely fantastic i love some of your comments we have a question and answers tab that as we go through the um sorry the presentation you can put your questions in there may be some that we might not be able to answer through the presentation and if it's a deeper dive then we will definitely get back to you and give you all the information you need but please don't come away and think oh I wish I asked that just put it in you know you might be asking the same question that five other people didn't dare to ask dms I'm going to come back to that in a minute because it relates to the last point but your mic should be muted but if not if you could just put it on mute because there's there's like nearly 200 of, of you have signed up for this and I would love to talk to you all but we just don't have the time and it would just be a bit chaotic as I said about dms we're all in it to win it I am the worst at networking, if I'm honest, but that's what we're here for. If you want to privately DM somebody, you've seen a name and you think, oh yes, I would like to do that, then please do so. Um, yeah, and just build your network, because I said that's what it's for. But I'm going to stop talking, because this is not what you came for. You came to have your SEO audit hub, and I'm going to pass over to the none other than Clear Probert, HubSpot SEO Specialist and CEO of White Hat SEO. And that is me done. Let's have a look. Are we here? Are we here? Are we here? Please don't leave me. We'll just wait a few moments. Hello. Hey, Tamara. Welcome. Well, I'm going to pass the stage over to you because, as I said, nobody came for me. They came for you. So I'm going to pass you over. And thank you so much for joining us. Fantastic. No, thank you so much for that. Um, White Hat seemed to be 
plagued by tech problems whenever we do our hugs. Um, my internet just completely failed as as uh, as Tamara was introducing me. Hopefully you can you can hear and see me now. Uh, can I get a, a shout out, just a, a wave uh, from Tamara to say that everything's yeah, everything's okay. So brilliant. Welcome to the London hug. Um, let me share my screen and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about SEO today. So let me get rid of this. So brilliant. So we're going to cover um, an SEO audit. We're going to go through these points. Why run an audit? Basics of SEO, on-page SEO, taking action resources, and we're going to have some examples. What I really wanted to, to get over today, and, and it's sometimes difficult with SEO because people perceive it as a very complex thing. It's a difficult thing. People talk about metadata. They talk about canonical tags. They talk about all sorts of, of markups and things. Um, I'm going to cut through all of that. I'm not really going to cover the deep dive technical side of it. Um, I'm going to go back to some basics. I'm going to explain what SEO is. And I'm going to actually give you some examples that I found just randomly yesterday looking through Google, uh, a good um, SEO site and a bad SEO site. And it really is uh, the first two that I found. And I'll explain exactly why. So the, the goal here is, is to give you some practical advice, see how you can actually... Um, improve the site yourself. Uh, if you've got questions, put them in the chat. Um, Tamara and Mel will be tracking those. She'll, they'll hit me up later on, and I'm happy to take, uh, to take calls. First question, really, why do, you, why do you need to run an audit of your site? What, what is search engine optimization all about? Why is it important? Why is it important for you and your business? Uh, and again, we're going to see this when we look at a couple of examples. But the whole point here from, from, from my perspective is if you do it right and you do it consistently, what you're going to be getting is free traffic. You're going to be getting people who are looking for what you do, for the services and products that you provide. And you're not going to have to pay Google to actually get those visitors. And we're going to look at exactly how expensive that is. Um, and and what kind of value that you can get. Um, just a very, very simple snapshot. Uh, let me sh actually share this full screen because uh, I know some of you are looking at this on, on smaller screens. Let's flip through to, to where we are. So this is this is just a simple search, and I just want to talk through the anatomy of a search. Uh, in this case, if you search for inbound marketing agency in the UK, you know, we are uh, good at what we do. So obviously we're gonna, we're gonna appear high in the rankings. We're gonna hit there first in the rankings. But one thing to, to really take a look at here is how much Google is pushing paid advertising. You can see that, you know, the first organic result here is White Hat. And the first maps listing, which is local SEO, it's a whole different topic. Uh, we're first down here as well. But that just gets us into the middle of the page. Google is actually pushing hard on the paid advertising, but it costs a lot of money 
if you're another agency, you're competing against White Hat you're, or your uh, company, you're competing against other people, um, then that can be really, really expensive. But let's go back to that a little bit. There's an interesting statistic that you should be aware of here. Even though organic is being supplanted by paid, organic gets a lot more traffic even though it's not the first thing that people see, because what people actually see is the ad symbol. And they know that this is an ad and they know that they are being sold and that somebody has actually paid to be here. Whereas if you appear high in the organics, people believe that you are good at what you do, that you are being rewarded for that and that you're going to end up um, on a quality site with quality content. So the 80-20 rule applies here like it does everywhere else. About 80% of the traffic that goes from any particular search is going to is gonna go to organic rather than the ads. So even if, if you spend all of your money, if you've got a massive budget and you spend it all on ads, you're throwing away 80% of the potential visitors to your site. So that's why you need to do SEO. That's why you need to do organic. So what can uh, an audit actually find? What's the point of doing this? Well, there are different elements to this. There's the technical SEO issues, um, website site structure issues, on-page potential off-site, user experience and content gaps. Now these are topics in their own right. There's a massive amount that can be done and, and talked about each one of these, and we're not gonna do that. We really do not have the time today but over the next few months, um, what you're going to see from us is a deep dive on some of these subjects. And we're going to go off and uh, educate and teach really an, into, uh, into these in, in a lot of depth. White Hat, as Tamara mentioned, are specialists in SEO. We're specialists in HubSpot. We're specialists in, in HubSpot SEO. But today, we're really just going to do the really high-level stuff, the external view of a website and what we can learn and what we can improve. And if there's one piece of advice that I would, I would give you when you're doing this type of work is be patient. Um, there's a classic uh, problem with, with uh, work of this kind is that you can put a massive amount of effort and time and fix all the problems and it's all perfect and then suddenly nothing happens. And suddenly nothing happens uh, is just the way SEO works. It does take time. It, it takes um, a long time for Google to trust you and to believe what you've done. But it, it does come eventually and it comes gradually um, and then it builds. It's, it's a cumulative effect. So make small changes, make them regularly, make it part of a, of a routine and a habit and you will benefit from that. Um, some tools, some of the things uh, that you can use. There are thousands, literally, of different analytics tools and programs and um, things that you can throw at this. Here are some of the ones that we use, we recommend. Uh, we, we've got an awful lot more than this, but if you were starting out, this, I think, would be a minimum. Uh, interesting enough, all of these, including Ahrefs, which is the, um, the ahrefs.com site there, have a free version. So you can get started without spending very much money. 
Um, the work I'm going to show you today is not going to look at Google Analytics and Google Search Console. You are going to need to use those yourselves when you go further and go into more detail. But like I said, what I'm going to give you today is an external view, something that you can do on your site, on your competitor's site, on, an, on a, uh, any sort of third-party site. Um, so we're going to, we're going to take a, uh, a really basic view. So the other thing is when you're looking at SEO, you're looking what what is, what is SEO? What, what what you know? Search engine optimization, fine, but explain to me what's the point? Uh, and this was actually from a company called Semrush, who do a whole load of fantastic tools, um, very similar to the Ahrefs stuff that we use. But they came up with a quite a good definition. I think this is relevant, particularly in the world of inbound and HubSpot. SEO is the art and science of persuading search engines such as Google, Bing, Yahoo, to recommend your content to their users as the best solution to their problem. So there's no technology involved in that. There's no metadata. There's, no, um, there's nothing complicated. What you're trying to do is solve people's problems. And the inbound methodology is all about solving people's problems. And again, we're not going to go into that today, but if you look at buyer personas and buyer's journeys and, and the breakdown of the different reasons that people use the web and go to go and find you, it's all about pro solving problems for people. And that's what Google wants to do. When you do a search, it wants to send you somewhere which answers the questions that you're answering. And if you keep that in your head, then really search and SEO um, comes naturally. Um, I always, uh, um, the more that we do SEO, the less technical it becomes. It becomes more of a business solving problem. And if you think of it from that perspective, then I think you'll go far. So the three components of search, and it's really important to get all of these right if you really want to compete and you want to uh, get ahead. Um, technical on page and off page are the, are the three uh, elements. Each one, uh, like I said, is a course in its own right. And what we're gonna be doing today is just having a quick deep dive into the on-page stuff. So we're not gonna look at technical SEO. We're not gonna look at uh, things like uh, site structure or um, uh, HTTPS or, or all of those different things that can, that can cause spiders to get blocked or, or non-optimal. Um, the off-page, the last one there is really, really important. That's effectively uh, backlink building. How do you get other people to link back to your site, which builds trust from Google's perspective and builds domain authority? That's really, really key. We're just going to take a look at the on-site stuff. Um, so focus, answer questions, solve problems, think about the best quality, and make your site easily accessible. Some of the things that you want to um, optimize for, and again, no need to memorize this. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some examples. URL, title tags, headings, meta descriptions, alt tags, anchor text, internal, external links, and you're looking to be formatted for authority, relevant, and trust. Uh, and these are specific things that Google has highlighted that, said, that, that are important. If you were to just look at that list, it sounds a bit technical, it sounds a bit horrible, but in practice, not. And if you look at a website, I'll show you what that means. Um, 
if you need to go further, if you need to do an in-depth audit, and we do this for clients, we, we spend about two weeks putting together an in-depth report for, for, for our clients. And we typically go through all of this, architecture, broken links, security performance, all of these different things. And we would write that up um, as, a, uh, as an action plan for both ourselves and our clients to work through and fix things. So these are the type of things that you, you, you're going to want to, to tick off. But like um, using this quick review of a site, you can actually get a lot done. And it goes back to this 80-20 um, rule. Um, you can get about 80% of the results by just doing 20% of the work. And for anybody, that's a, that's a, that's a good ratio. So how, how can I explain this to you? And how can I try and make it simple to understand and follow. So what I did, what I did was literally yesterday, I, I did a very quick search for HR advice uh, on google.co.uk. And I chose at random two websites. One was on page one. It wasn't number one. It was just on page one. And one I think was on page three. Uh, I didn't go through all of the different sites there. I didn't rank them, compare them. I didn't find the best examples. I just found one that was on page one and one that was on page three. And what I want to do now is actually walk you through um, what those sites look like and see if I can share with you my thoughts and see if you can actually pick up why you think and I think each of those sites is positioned where it is in Google. So this is quite an interesting um, exercise, and I'm curious to, to have people's thoughts on this. So if I go back now to, uh, to the Google search, this is what I, I did. And um, I'm going to actually share a couple of things uh, as I go along. You can see there's multiple tabs here. And... The first thing is I'm just going to show you both sites, right? So, uh, and I'm not going to tell you sort of immediately which one is which, but you tell me which one you think is um, uh, is 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 the uh, uh, the one that outranks the other. Let me just move the screen out of the way. Hopefully, everybody. Okay, so Estefano thinks that the one on page one is the one without the pink branding. So let's have a look. Let's, uh, let me show you both of them, and then we'll we'll actually see. So this is this is one site, and oh, that's an image. Where's my other one? This is the the other one I found. Uh, Holgate HR. So any kind of um, votes for for Holgate HR is is the one that's uh, on page one. Yeah, so the, the no, Juliet doesn't think that one. So let's can you see the pink one again? Absolutely. So this is hrsolutions-uk.com, and this one is Holgate HR. The pink one is ranking higher, says Ella. Um, and Ella is absolutely correct. This one is on page one. Um, and I'm going to attempt to show you why. Uh, and it's not, again, this is not an in-depth uh, audit. I haven't 
a week going through, through this. I haven't, I haven't taken it apart. This is really yeah. a, um, a two-minute review, scanning through from my experience what works and what doesn't. And I'm also using to do that. I'm using Ahrefs, and I'll show you what Ahrefs thinks about. But um, the first thing that I spotted, let me, let me flip to the other one, the Holgate HR one. This is the very first thing I ever look at when I look at a site like this. Um, firstly, I'm, I try very hard not to have an opinion on design. That's a whole different discussion. And tomorrow will we'll start kicking me if, if, if I say design is not important. It is hugely important. But in terms of, eight, uh, of SEO um, and pure ranking, I try and turn that part of my brain off. And I try and look at the technical aspects of the site and how Google would see it, would see it almost from a blind algorithm's point of view. So with that hat on, um, I actually flip my um, focus up here. Um, and if you can see that, this is the, the, the title tag of my browser. And you can see in the title tag, it says Home Holgate HR. All right, which sounds reasonable. The company is, is uh, called Holgate HR, and, and this is their homepage, right? Um, big mistake. Uh, also, I need to apologize apologize to Holgate HR. This isn't a critique, a criticism of them. Uh, they might be doing tons of business through other means and other ways. But in terms of search, this is this is my, my opinion on, on the site. So please take everything I say with a pinch of salt. I do not know these people. I'm not um, I'm not coming here to criticize them. I'm, I'm hopefully I'm going to give some some positive um, some advice. But here, look, home, Holgate HR. This is the first thing that Google looks at when it tries to figure out what a page is all about. And the home page is the most important page of a site. It's where Google starts. It's where users normally start. So if you want to be number one for the word home, this is how you would start going about it, right? So obviously they don't want to be number one for home, but they put home in their title tag. Whereas if you look at this site over here, their title tag is outsourced HR, H health and safety HR solutions. So they've actually done keyword research and they their top keywords into their title tag. So that is best practice. So that's the first thing that jumps out to me. Um, people who design websites, people who build websites often don't have any search engine optimization experience. They don't really know what's important and what's not. So it's just natural to put the company name up there and, and maybe to put the word home. But Google has no way of determining from that what the page is about. And you'll be able to see that that, that is reflected further down into the site, into the page and, and other elements of it. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing because Whenever I, I go to the site, I, I, there's about 90, 80%, the 80-20 rule kicking in again, of sites are, are done like this. They either have the word home on its own or they have the, the, the company name in there or they have a slogan, a, a phrase which, which they're, they're proud of, which, um, which they stand for. Again, it's not what you want to do. You want to have a keyword in there. You want to have a, something that describes, uh, that matches what people are searching for. Yeah. So this is, it's, a, it's an underplayed uh, element of a page. Every page is unique uh, and it's it's where you should go first. Here's another little tip. We we use 
um, multiple tools to look at these things, but there's a plugin that I've uh, discovered recently, and there's there's tons of these um, called Detailed. And if I click on that, it will give you a very brief overview of some of the SEO elements, uh, and and it will tell you whether. So things like the title tag. This is what it says. It's saying it's 17 characters, which is low. The description is 163, which is long. Um, <coughs> thank you, pardon. Excuse, excuse me. Uh, is, it's checking to see whether the URL is basically indexable and whether it's uh, the canonical tags are set up correctly. I'm not going to go into exactly what that means, um, but it seems to be okay. But essentially, um, things to worry about here. And this is the other thing to worry about on this page. Um, H1, H2, H3, H4, all the way through to H6. These are, uh, the extension is called um, Detailed. If you do a Google search for Detailed SEO extension, it's a free Chrome plugin, uh, and you can use that. It's it's a really good way of just checking out your site to see if it, um, anything silly has, has been, um, has, has, has been gone, gone wrong. After Google starts um, at the top up here, it reads a page like a human reads a page. So and, and I'm being Western focused on that. And what I mean by that is top to bottom, left to right. So what tends to be up here tends to be more important what, than what's down the bottom page down here. And things like this are, um, are headings. When you create a heading on a web page, you can mark it as H1 for a heading uh, level one, H2, H3, H4, for example. In the same way in Word, you've got different heading styles. Um, Google uses that to associate importance to the different headings. And there's a general rule that you should only have one H1 heading on a page. Uh, you can have multiple H2s, which are slightly less important, and then all the way down to H3s and H4s. But you should have an H1, which should contain your primary keyword. And again, if we look at this plugin, it's called, um, it's called detailed. Um, you can see down here a breakdown of the headings for the page. There are no H1 headings. There are 27 H2s, and there's no anything else. So again, look at it from a blind Google perspective. How is Google supposed to know what's important and what's not important on this page? There's no way for it to, to determine that um, this, this heading is more important than this one or what one down here is more important than this. Yeah. So try and get your heading structures right. If you do that, then you're going to be a long way towards doing things right. So let's take a look at the other website and see what they do. Again, I'm coming at um, as much blind as you are. I've just this, so I haven't done this in depth. So I'm as curious as anybody to see how this how this actually works out. So let's have a look at what these guys have done. It's picked up the title tag. We saw that. We've got a description. URLs and canonicals are all okay. And now look at the breakdown of the headings. There's one H1, six H2s, 13 H3s, and a few H4s. So see that the hierarchy here is structured. Somebody has actually thought about this. They've set this up properly. They're telling Google 
what is important and what is not important. Yeah. So just from those two things, you can see that that somebody or someone has spent time on this page, on the site, looking at site structure, looking at headings, making sure things are, are set up. Whereas this one, it might look fine, but it hasn't been built in mind. And that can be a huge difference. I'll show you another couple of, of things as well that I found. And then I'll show you the Ahrefs view of these sites as well. And you can see the difference that this impacts their business. People talk about this and say, oh, well, yeah, so what? What does it really matter? I'll, I'll, I'll explain what it matters or how it matters. So um, one other thing I found is, um, excuse, excuse me if I click around a little bit, remember where everything is. This is a blog I found on the Holgate HR uh, website. Um, now, again, it's not my um, uh, aim to, to criticize, but if I can give some, some feedback. So first things first, it's uh, a reasonably long piece of blog content, which is great. Um, it has headings. Um, let's see if we're, they're actually uh, set up correctly. Again, no H1s, 12H2, so not structured properly with headings, but at least uh, there's enough text there for Google to sort of get its teeth into. But it needs a, uh, this should be an H1 tag. It should be the main keyword that uh, the page is supposed to be about. And here's something about images, because Images are the classic thing that get forgotten about with SEO, and they, and they can actually be quite impactful. Um, the problem with images is that Google doesn't have an ability to scan this image and understand what it, what it was about. And even if it would, then it's a Jenga um, pile. But maybe there's some meaning behind this. So maybe it, it present, you know, restructuring or collapse or whatever. But Google has no way of knowing that by just looking at the image. So it, 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 it's almost blind. But what it can do is if I open this, you can right mouse click here on an image. You can say open image in a new tab, uh, which is what I did up here. Where is it? And that's the image. Um, and you will see uh, that a couple of things. One, it's quite large. Um, again, that's probably... Uh, it's not huge, but it's it's probably a little too big if that is actually the size of the image. And also you can see the image name, restructuring-min-980 times 580. What does that mean? I have no idea. Um, it doesn't help me understand what the image is about, what the article is about. Um, as far as if I were Google and I'm trying to score this and say, is this relevant? I would just discard it. Um, so it's not adding value. It's not explaining. Um, so what's the takeaway from this? When you create an image for an article, before you upload it to the site, rename that image. Make sure it's relevant to the context of the article and it makes sense because then Google will add it into the mix in terms of the, um, the, 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 the article itself and, and how the whole thing whole thing works. Secondly, we went through headings. We looked at image. There are no, as far as I can figure out, although these things are underlined and have different colors, these are not links. So there is no way I, nowhere I can go from this page 
Um, what you really want to do, both from a user experience perspective and from a search perspective, is you should have links within these articles which point to other pages within the site, which allow people to, to bounce around, to read around, because if I get to the bottom of this, all I can do is go back to the insights. I've got no call to action. I've got nothing um, that's going to drive me forward. Uh, whereas if you were to look at uh, a blog post here from the HR um, site, you'll see, hopefully, on a leap of faith here that they actually have set up, yeah, heading headings 1H1, 2H2s, H3s. So these are structured in a way that Google can understand. And these things are links, both internal and external. One of the mistakes that people often make with external links is that they think they shouldn't be included, um, but that's wrong. It's, it's actually okay to have external links um, as long as they are to authority sites that help people with questions that they are um, uh, asking, and it builds authority and trust. So you might have, you know, if you're talking about law and discrimination, you might have a link through to, you know, a legal page from the government or from, from the law society, something like that. And you can make it open in a different tab. So it doesn't take people away from the site. But again, that cross-linking and external linking is really, really important. What you want to do is build up like a mini Wikipedia, which is uh, a... Shouldn't you only add alt tags, relevant named images to images that are actually relevant and people would search for? Uh, for example, not op. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm not a fan of stock images. I, I think the idea of using an image, an image to break up a, uh, an article, um, is overused. And I think that the world is is. Um, I'm, you know, we're as guilty of this as anyone else. If you look at some of my blog posts, you'll see. Uh, if I'm being lazy, I'll, I'll have thrown in a stock image. I'm not a fan of that. We try not to do that. Um, try and make the images, the content, high quality. Yeah, put time and effort into into those um, into the content. Do it um, from the reader's perspective. Does it really add value to throw in a stock image? Right. I would say generally not. I, I think really uh, an illustration, something relevant. And then, yes, put in the alt tags and, and then renaming that and everything else. So I'm conscious of time. Um, hopefully that is a very, very brief overview of a couple of things that I would just immediately check for on a site. And you can start to see how the two sites are structured differently, how thought has gone into one and not the other. So let me actually show you what that means in terms of results. OK, so one was appearing on the first page. And one was on page three. Well, so what, Chloe? You know, what, what does that really impact the business? So let's take Hrefs. And um, if I remember rightly, HR Solutions is the pink one. Um, let's take a look at Hrefs. Now, uh, you don't have to use Hrefs. You, you can use SEMrush. You can, uh, there's, there's, there's a ton of different tools that will analyze pages. Um, we like it because just there's a ton of data uh, available from it. Um, but I just want to point out a few things. We use this dashboard as a quick view of um, the quality of the site. There's, there's something called a DR, which stands for domain rating, which is a logarithmic scale between zero and 100. 
So you're trying to get up to 100. You'll never make it to 100. Um, but every sort of um, uh, climb up that ladder is increasingly difficult. Um, so you start off with a site which is zero. If you're in the 30s, uh, this is actually reasonably high. So you, you're seeing a, a, a big majority of the sites in the 30s and 40s, 20s, 30s and 40s, I suppose. Um, it shows that the site's been around. It has authority. Um, you can see it has 7,000 backlinks, 7,000 links from other sites pointing to it. Um, and you can see these here when it says referring domains. These are other people's websites over time that are pointing back until currently um, at this particular time, you know, it's spotting a, a, around 500 different domains. This is links, this domains, slightly different thing. You might have 10 different links from one domain, for example. But this, the, the unique domains is, is really important. And you can see that over time, over the last couple of years, they've really worked to make this, um, to increase this number. Uh, and here's something that I think is, is going to make you um, start to understand the difference. It's ranking for 4.2 thousand keywords. It doesn't mean all of those are on page one. They certainly won't be. Um, but it's, a, it's an indication that something is going right. It's getting approximately 4,000 visits a month in organic search. If you, if you think about that for any business, that's going to be that's going to be huge. If you're getting 4,000 visits to a site, that's going to impact your business. And the way that you can monetize or you can look at it from a monetary perspective, if you like, uh, Ahrefs comes up with this thing called traffic value. So 70, it reckons $17,000 worth of traffic per month is coming through organic. So what that means, let me explain that to you. If you were to pay for this traffic, if you were to pay for all the keyword positions and the traffic and everything else using Google AdWords, that would cost you $17,000 every month. And if you think about that, that's huge. Yeah, these people are not paying a penny for this. They might have spent a lot of time with an agency like White Hat or one of the other agencies to work to get their traffic up over, you know, uh, over this period. And it's, it's taken them several years to do it. But at this point, they're getting this traffic, $17,000 worth of equivalence paid traffic for nothing. Yeah. That's why you do SEO. Now, let me look at the, the uh, Hrefs view of the Holgate site. Um, same sort of thing. Uh, there's a question there from Mel. I will come back to that in one second. Um, so let's look. This is the Holgate site, the one with home in the title. You can see the domain rank uh, rating is very low, 1.9. So that is shown here. So this is the number of other sites that point to it. If you remember from the previous one, there were around five, 600 different domains. They've got around 10. So this, they've got some domain authority, but, but not very much. They're only ranking for 47 keywords. Again, that's not necessarily on first page. It could be on anywhere on the first 10 pages. And the traffic value is $15. So they, they would have, they, if they would pay $15 a month, they'd get the same results as this. So hopefully that gives you some indication of why this is a good thing and why you need to be patient, why you need to spend the time working on this stuff slowly, 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 it will grow 
and it will increase and you will eventually get the kind of results that this company is getting. And you can see, you know, these are the key, some of the keywords that they're ranking for. You can see these keywords are taking the users into the site. Some of them are going to the home page, but a lot of them are going to very specific pages, which they can tailor around the questions and problems that these people are having. So that's kind of what I wanted to do today. Um, what I will do, I'll go back to, to Mel's question. Let me stop my sharing, if I can, for a second, and answer that question, um, which I think was to do with um, opening up links. If you have an external link on a site, should you open it up in a new tab? Or, and, and the answer to that is absolutely yes. Um, you want a small number of external links to authority sites, but when they click on that link, you really don't want to take, you don't want them to go away from the site. You want them to stay on the site. So it should open up either in a new tab or a new window. Um, between the two, I actually, uh, I don't really mind. I would tend to have things open up in new tabs rather than new windows because you end up with hundreds of windows all over the place otherwise. So that would be that. Um, let me see if Mel or Tamara have any questions or if there's um, any specifics in there that I can answer. Uh, detailed SEO has got that one. How often should you audit your site? Um, fantastic question. At least once, I think, I think is, is, is the answer to that. If you look at the uh, uh, what I've done now, you'll see that um, the value of going through some something like this. Personally, it it's one of those it depends questions, and and it kind of depends on your site structure, your complexity, the size of of the business, all of these different things. If you have a relatively small site, many services, uh, SaaS based companies, for example, that we deal with. They don't have huge complex sites. They might be big businesses, but they don't need a massively complex site. So you can audit it once. You can put a plan together which you can implement over a quarter, over three months, or even six months. And then you audit again and you review it again. I, I would say at least every six months, um, probably quarterly, just to make sure that you're, you're doing, things, um, doing things right. How does the frequency of uploading new content affect SEO? Blog post frequency on new content. Very good question. Um, excellent question. Um, and this is one thing that's, that's misunderstood by, by many people. There is actually no correlation between the frequency of blogging and SEO results. Um, I'll say that again because it's it's actually a, a misconception that a lot of people think that I have to create four blog posts a month. I have to do this regularly. Well, definitely you have to do it regularly, but the frequency isn't correlated to results. Um, what is quite correlated to results is the quality of the content that you're producing. Um, there is a slight caveat to that is that I wouldn't do a massive amount of things in a short period of time and then do nothing. What Google likes to see 
is consistency, if I can put it like that. So if you're writing one blog post a week, that's fine. If you're writing one blog post a month, that is also fine. Um, but I would keep to that rhythm. Set uh, a rhythm which works for your content team, which works for the business, and also works for the co competitive nature of the environment that you're working in. Right. So what I mean by that is if you're trying to outrank a major player that's been around for 10 years, you're not going to be able to do it by producing. If you're doing it from scratch, you're not going to be able to do it by producing one blog post a month. Um, you're going to have to um, really um, research your keywords, your content, your strategy and everything else. And that's a big campaign. But if you're after a niche, a small niche or you're after a small geography, if you're trying to um, rank for. Uh, services in a particular town, then you've got a lot better uh, chance of doing that. Um, how about social media posts and SEO? Are there any links there? If you're frequently posting on LinkedIn, does that help with SEO? No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't help with your business, which it definitely does. Um, and it doesn't mean that it, it doesn't help with traffic, which it does, but that's not SEO. SEO is being found in the Google's search, natural organic search results. So if you were to tweet and put a link into a Twitter feed, or if you put a LinkedIn article, that might get you traffic from people who are searching within LinkedIn or Twitter, but it's not going to increase your rankings. Um, there's there's a, some, a whole lot of technical stuff around that. Essentially, links from these sites are what's called no-follow links. So Google is... Um, ignoring them in terms of search value. So they don't have um, an impact on, on search. doesn't mean they're not valuable. They absolutely are. I'm not um, dissuading you from doing social media posts, but they're, they're not helping your SEO. Um, is offering blog posts in audio versions good for SEO? For example, we upload an audio file for someone reading a blog in SoundCloud. We show the SoundCloud player in the blog page. It's not directly. Um, this is where it starts to get a little gray. Um, for example, if you have a blog which has a video on it or an audio, uh, SoundCloud or, or whatever, it could be YouTube video, um, that's a good thing. Google will see that as rich, a rich environment. Um, the quality of that page is enhanced. Uh, if you can provide content in multiple different formats, if you can provide um, infographics, if you can provide video, if you can provide audio, it's not indexing the audio directly in the same way that it can't look at an image and it can't re really read a, uh, a video but it can see that that is a valuable piece of content which is enhancing the remainder of the article. So um, I would definitely continue to do that. Um, uh, pages that have multiple types of media on them tend to rank better than ones that are just pure text. Oh, this is a good one. How does... Google SEO crawl between WordPress and HubSpot built sites. For example, if it's a hybrid site where the blog is built from HubSpot and the rest is on WordPress. Oh, that's um, such a good uh, question. The, 
Uh, it gets a little technical, uh, and uh, if I could, I could uh, answer it in 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 a in a slightly different way. This isn't just a HubSpot problem. What what you're referring to is when when you have a hybrid, um, for example, uh, a WordPress homepage and your blog might be on HubSpot and maybe your landing pages are on HubSpot. The way that that is done technically is what's called a subdomain. So if you look at the White Hat site, we're actually built originally, we started out as a, as a WordPress site. And when we signed up for HubSpot many years ago, we had a blog which was blog.whitehat-seo.co.uk. So we had a subdomain, which was the blog. And then WordPress was our main homepage, right? And there is a debate amongst SEO professionals that says that subdomains are not as valuable from a, uh, a search engine optimization perspective as um, subfolders. So what that means is if, if we had white hat slash blog instead of blog.whitehat, it would have been better for SEO. Um, that isn't necessarily true. If you um, listen to what Google say, and, and Google actually do talk about this, there's a guy called um, John Mueller, who discusses this particular topic, he says that Google considers them both inter, inter, uh, uh, interchangeable and, uh, and it's almost irrelevant whether you've got a subdomain or a subfolder. What does matter, though, is how the site is structured and how it's cross-linked. So if, for example, you have blog dot and then your website, but no links are coming from that main WordPress site to the blog or very few, then Google almost considers them as two separate websites and will rank them almost independently. But if you cross-link both the blog and the WordPress site so that they're effectively seen from an internal structure as being uh, one and the same site, then Google will see them as one and the same site and you don't lose any um, uh, traffic or, or, or value. In fact, the, the, um, one of the interesting things is, is, I'm not sure if you're aware, uh, HubSpot obviously recently <clears throat> in the last year or so launched their CMS. Um, and you can actually build entire websites on, on, on HubSpot now. But uh, a lot of sites are built either on WordPress or on, on equivalent CMSs. And what we've seen actually is in, in a lot of circumstances, WordPress is underperforming HubSpot because WordPress, in order to make it really work, you've got to put a lot of time and effort into getting the right plugins, into getting the speed up. Um, and often what we see is that in a mixed environment, the HubSpot blog pages and landing pages are outranking the homepage. Um, and that can be a real uh, eye-opener in terms of, of, um, of how you should structure a site. But the, this I could go on for, for ages. Um, but I think we're running out of time. It is about three o'clock. So if there are any other questions that I've missed, I do apologize. I will go through them and we'll publish this back out as a, uh, as a recording and we'll answer any questions in the, um, in the community. Uh, so, uh, if everybody's happy with that, hopefully give me a shout out, see if that was, uh, valuable to you. If, if you thought it was, it was worth uh, the process of actually looking at a, at a good or bad site. Um, there wasn't a massive, as, as I said, amount of HubSpot stuff in that. That's going to be for another another day. We're going to do a deep dive into the, the world of HubSpot SEO. 
So if you want to know more about that, then sign, sign up, up uh, uh, onto our list. Um, and with that, I'm going to pass back to Tamara, and hopefully that was valuable. Well, thank you so much, Clued. It was very, very, very valuable. And yes, if I was there, I would be kicking you about design because design is extremely important. Obviously, that's a personal thing. But as you said, it's it doesn't make sense just to have a pretty face. You know, it needs to work and it has to work with the technical components. So that's why having a design, like how we used growth-driven design, having an SEO put together, it just makes for a formidable um process basically so yes thank you everything and thank you everybody thank you to all your fellow huggies that joined us today it was really amazing and yes we will be getting the wrap up to you out tomorrow so if there's anything that you missed or you wanted to like have in your repertoire just to go back over it will be there so yes thank you very very much thanks everyone bye all right, take care and that is the end of the show